Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to this very special edition of the Sharkpreneur podcast occurring live. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Now, I have the awesome good fortune um, to be interviewing Brian Ridgeway, who is only one of, I think, less than 10 people who have been on Sharkpreneur twice, and the only person who we've done a live streaming interview with, so you can ask, make comments and ask questions. So for those of you who don't know, Brian is the best-selling author of Break Your Self-Help Addiction. He is a spiritual transformational expert. He is known as the Spellbreaker I'm having him back on the show because I have experienced my own transformations through Brian's work. Now, whatever you've done in the past, whether you spent hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on personal development, workshops, tapes, courses, seminars, spiritual classes, yoga, twisting yourself into knots, whatever you name it, you have not experienced anything like what Brian is. Notice I said what Brian is, not what Brian does. Because I don't think this is something you do. I think this is someone you are, and that just happens. Um, So he's got shoeboxes and shoeboxes filled with amazing case studies and testimonials of people having their lives transformed, whether it was a scarcity consciousness and money consciousness that was broken in abundance was found, whether it was a health issue that got resolved. Again, we're not making any health and income claims on this podcast episode. Um, whether it was a relationship that was transformed, a magical miracle of all kinds. Um, if you don't have the book, I highly recommend it. And you're in for a real treat today. I'm super excited. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Man, I'm, I'm excited to be on with you again, Seth. All right. So for those of you who don't know Brian's story, we're going to go back in time a little bit. But before we do that, I want to just knock something out right up front. With so many, I mean, if you go on, if you look at the, the Secret or Manifestation or anything on Amazon, there are thousands, if not tens of thousands, of books and programs. Why is what you are so different? Ah, well, you know, at first, man, I just, I just got to say, you're the first person other than me that has ever said what you said. But like, you got it. It. I'm not doing. I'm doing what I'm being. And uh, so that's, that's my life. This is what I'm here to do. I'm so grateful that I discovered, oh, wait, this thing that I'm always doing, wait, that's what I am. I would just 
do that. Let that be my quote business. So I don't, I don't really have a business in life anymore. It's just one thing. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. And so that's actually probably a big part of what's different. And what I see as different, um, reel me in. I know we don't have forever, but I, I'm going to give a bit of context to this. I come to this question you just asked me. Having been asked it a few hundred times, having thought about it a couple thousand times, and over just the last nine years since I started doing this as a, quote, business, as making that my main thing, uh, I've, I've just looked at this from every angle. So here's why my answer might matter and why the question is so relevant. Over the course of about 40 years, I spent over 300 grand on my own self-help journey. I had a super abusive childhood and, you know, story coming later, maybe. That pain drove me to not see self-help and personal development and then spiritual consciousness as a luxury or as an interest. It was life or death for me. Uh, many years I was on and off suicidal as, as nothing was working. And when I had my most people call it a breakthrough, it was, it was an opening more than anything else. I saw that what has been missing in every bit of the self-help work that I ever discovered. I'm not putting any other approaches down. I'm just saying everything I've ever looked at in 40 years of looking pretty fanatically, what comes through me and what comes through the work that I do, I'll call it, I call it the level five work is a complete paradigm shift, not a new way of thinking, not a new layer, not a technique, not an energy tool, not a manifestation focus but actually shifting from the paradigm that has been running the entire planet, military, industrial, government, religious, spiritual, financial, educational, medical, all of the systems are based on a 400-year-old paradigm, the Newtonian paradigm, which is utterly false. Thousands and thousands of people, starting with Tesla and Einstein, some of these people discovered, no, that the whole paradigm is false. There's no physical universe. This is an a universe of energy. There's nothing physical. So all of our approaches based on physicality are doomed to fail and they're impossible and we're all living it. I actually help people to step into living the paradigm that's actually accurate, which is that everything is energy. It's not just a philosophy or some weird woo-woo stuff. It's literally the most practical thing that we can do. And that's the only thing that I do. And that's why these constantly miraculous things are happening for the people that I work with. Okay. Awesome answer. I will, I'm going to say something and I, I hope you take it the right way. So there was a, many of our viewers have seen the movie from, uh, you know, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, Men in Black. Yeah. Where aliens live among us. And I have always been convinced that you are not of this planet. You may be on it, but you have a different way of being than anyone else I've ever met. So let's go back in time a little bit to where it all began. Um, and I have tossed out the idea once every once in a while that perhaps the name of the book should change and it shouldn't be break yourself help addiction. It should be like from homeless in Hawaii to profitable in paradise or something like that. So let's talk about um, just a brief version of the time that you were literally, as you mentioned, almost suicidal, about to be homeless with your family and everything changed. Yeah, and I wasn't almost suicidal. Like if I didn't have kids, I would have joyfully traded in my suffering on this earth for whatever followed. I didn't care. It could, from where I sat, it could not have gotten worse. 
And so to, to do that, you said brief. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'll do my best. So bottom line, squishing it all down here. I was born into a super abusive situation. I was in it for 17 years. There was no hope. There really was no love. There was no kindness or gentleness in that home. Everybody was pissed all the time. And that's what I came into. My dad was really big, powerful, angry Irishman. And my mom had two kids from before. So I was his kid. I got all of it. So I was basically physically, mentally, emotionally beaten for 17 years. And I came out of that into with, with the self-esteem that he had told me what I was and shown me what I was. And I learned that I was powerless and life was tough. And love wasn't reliable. Like so many do to different extents. And I, at a very early age, found out about self-help. So I, that was one thing that, that started. The other thread is that when I was three, around, around three years old, two or three, I noticed that when I looked at a person, I could see them hurting. Like, it didn't, didn't matter. My parents, my parents' friends, people at the library. I could see that people were hurting, and I could see how they were hurting, and I could actually see how to help them stop hurting. I had a vocabulary that was way beyond my years. I freaked a lot of people out. And so I've had this, what I can only call it a gift, but it was not a gift for the first 46 years of my life because I didn't have a filter. And I was just going everywhere telling people, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. And people weren't inviting the help. So I took 46 years to learn, don't give help where it's not offered. And um, my parents wondered if I was from a different planet. Um, does this, they weren't very religious, but they're like, this kid has either a demon or an angel, or we don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> and so I ended up always able to help anybody with anything, but my own self-esteem and all the spells, which I call it, the programming that I had taken on thoughts, ideas, rules, values, beliefs, identity, paradigms, and all the emotions that glue it together from 17 years of abuse and being told that I was a stupid, ugly, worthless piece of crap and believed it. We all believe what we were told much more than we ever realized. It creates a lot of pain. It, my life got worse and worse and worse as I got more and more into self-help and self-development and then energy work and then spirituality and then secret and then quantum physics. My life got worse and worse till I hit that lowest point possible. Years of being on and off suicidal and I lost everything for the seventh time. And I, it was just hopeless. I gave up. And I was going to be back on, out on the street the next day homeless. And I let go. And every single thing that I had ever learned, all the quantum physics, all the spiritual work, collapsed. I just stepped into living in a universe of infinite, unlimited energy and infinite possibilities in one unraveling miracle that's never stopped. And now I only help people that want it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you learned that lesson, right? Okay, so uh, take a quick second. Lori, David, Robin, George, Adam, Kate, thanks for joining us. We say hi. Uh, Brian, Kate Postma says aloha. Aloha, Kate. I just left their house. Those are friends and clients of mine. I just left their house a couple of days ago. Awesome. Yesterday, right. actually. Jeez. Okay, so you had your own miracle where you went from you know about to throw yourself into a hotel pool if not have for having kids um and then less than a week later you ended up where 
less than a week later, I was catapulted onto an all expense paid cruise. You know, that, that story's in my book, which you and I both recommend that people get. And it's literally miraculous in every way. Um, so in that moment of surrender, a couple doors opened and well, no, actually all the doors opened, and I was instantly catapulted into taking over a company literally within minutes. Impo absolutely impossible. And eight days later, I was on an all-expense-paid cruise in the Bahamas on a ship named The Miracle, which freaked me out. And then it was about 60 days later uh, that I was living the dream in Hawaii and just been ever since. All right. So let's talk as gently as we possibly can, because not as we, as they say in the matrix, not everybody's ready to be unplugged yet. So what, what is a spell and how do they get broken? All right. I love that. So a spell is a playful word that I used one time. And then people started calling me the spell breaker. Uh, that's what, that's where that came from. A spell, as I see it, if you take, one of the old fairy tales, okay? So here's this kid or this person who, uh, Beauty and the Beast is a great example. The Beast was, he was a prince who was a really bad guy. And so a witch saw how vicious he was and she cursed him. And, all right, so a spell in those ways is something someone else puts on you intentionally as a hex. That may or may not exist. I, I, I couldn't care less. But the spells I'm talking about are a little infinite unlimited being of energy who's born into a home with two parents who have more programming than they have anything else. No matter how much love, no matter how pure their intent, no matter how much they want to be a great, great parent, they are programmed to sleepwalk under a false paradigm and everything else follows it. Then they learned that they weren't going to be loved. They have all kind of trauma and all kind of stuff wrapped around what they think and believe that they know. So let's don't worry about theirs for a minute. They teach that child things like love isn't unconditional. Spell number one, kill me now. <laughs> okay, And then that branches off into everything that you believe about your identity, everything you believe that you can and cannot do, everything that you believe, if I ask for what I want, I know what's going to happen. No, you only know what's going to happen to you thinking and believing what you know. And uh, I, I tell you what, Seth, I have, I'll take one liberty here. I might, I might take another one if you don't cut me off. But this, this is a quick way of understanding the universe from what I call the level five paradigm. And it's, I'm putting about eight encyclopedias into one question. What if the universe, what I call the universe, including this body and everything else that I ever perceive, what if the universe is the reflection and the projection of everything that I think and believe that I know? the vast majority of which is hidden from me by me in what I call my unconscious, where I don't see it, I don't know it's there, much of which is tangled up in emotions that's too painful, and I will do anything to not feel it, to not own it, including pretending it's not there, and even using all my energy to repress that emotion. So this, some of this is known even in psychological circles, but what I just said literally explains everything. So... To sum all that up, a spell is any one or any group of the things you think and believe that you know about yourself, the universe, and how you fit in it, which is tangled up with emotion that you don't want to feel, and it dictates all of our behaviors, all of our limitations, and all of our pain without exception. Amen. So I'll give an example in layperson's terms of two uh, – I don't know if I'll do both. I'll probably do one spell that I have – was under – for 30 years that recently broke. 
Um, I, my, a lot of you watching may not know, I was bullied from probably the eight, significantly from the ages of like nine till 13. And my parents switched my schools multiple times to get away from that. But I kept bringing myself with myself. I'll take responsibility for that until we finally both moved out of the neighborhood we were in and I shifted a little bit and so bullied for four years a lot of which by the same kid in our neighborhood talk to the parents doesn't matter and carried that with me for the last 30 years and have been doing some work on releasing that um, to the point where I had done a podcast with a guy who specializes in having tough conversations, had sent that, found that bully on Facebook, sent him a message with the recording of that show, which talked about that. He didn't respond, but that was okay. And then we had a, I manifested, a client become an ex-client who is trying to rip us off. As in, you did all the work, thanks, I'm now charging back and taking all my money back and you will have worked for free. Turns out he's done this for every other ad agency he's worked with. He hires them for three months, charges back, and they just walk away and say, oh, it's a cost of doing business. It's a loss. And that happened to us. And I said, I am not walking away. I'm fighting back for that 12-year-old and presented 275 pages of evidence that we had delivered what we are hired for. And we will, I've been assured by our attorneys that we will win that one and I can't tell you how amazing it felt when I hit the send button going, I'm not taking this one. I'm, I'm fighting back. It was like this weight whole thing had lifted that I had been carrying around for 30 years going, you know what? I'm not going to take it anymore. Yeah. Beautiful. And when that lifts, it's gone. And when it's gone, infinite possibilities rush back in. So being, some people may not be ready for this, and, and, and I, I totally dig what you're saying. When we know what happens, if we have about 8 million. Each one of us has about 8 million. That's just a wild guess. Of I know what happens when I. I know what happens when you. I know what happens. And the vast majority of them are completely unconscious. We don't know we're carrying them around. We don't know we think we know this crap. We're so incredibly powerful, though, that whether we want to admit it or not, when we know what happens when you, that's what we get again and again and again until we don't know. So spell breaking in, in a simple definition is to undo what you knew completely, which undoes all the emotion, all the thoughts, all the ideas. This is infinitely beyond belief work. It's infinitely beyond energy work. It undoes the entire mass on all levels, mental, physical, emotional. Yeah, so... Yeah, you're absolutely right. We've had, you know, within 24 hours of hitting that send button, magically a new client, you know, and my wife was like, oh my God, what are- that money disappears from your, I know what a chargeback is. She's married to me. Like that money disappears from your bank account for up to 90 days. You don't get it back until you win. And she's like, you, d- you weren't sitting on all that extra money waiting for it to disappear. What, how are you going to deal with that? And I said, it's just going to work out. And like within 24 hours, a new client magically appeared out of nowhere who hadn't been ready for a year and is now ready and magically replaced all that missing money. Yeah. And when we now see, that's the thing. What if we were to open ourselves? I would say everyone listening right now live or everyone who ever listens to this, you have one or more episodes in your life where you can say that whether you were conscious of it or not, you know, you let go of something. You released a grievance, you let something go in some way, intentionally or not, 
and literally you watch the things around it change? What if you were to extrapolate that? Let, let it go all the way out on our topics, even for one minute imagining. If I were to undo everything I think and believe that I know that's getting me everything that I don't want, different life, man. Absolutely. So, um, John, Kristen, Adam, John, Ron, thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thank you for the comments. All right. So let's talk about, so I would, I am in your level five group and spent an hour today and an hour yesterday watching the most recent stream you did. And you mentioned an Einstein quote I'd love to talk about. Okay. You know which one I'm talking about? I'm pretty sure. One of two ways. So, uh, so, so um, one of two ways to look at miracles. Yes. Right? If you can yeah. share that and talk about that. Yeah. Well, this is, this is ultra profound. And I, I like to, you know, to me, everything is pretty much funny. Everything. And I do mean everything. When you, when you realize there's no physicality and there's no such thing as loss, ultimately, everything gets funny. So I find it kind of funny to refer to how people like to take memes, you know, they'll take a quote and put it on a beautiful photo and everybody's sharing all these quotes without actually looking at them, reading them, contemplating them, thinking about it. So, so Einstein has put out several, you know, there's several quotes of his rather that are being shared all over the internet that almost everybody looks at and goes, wow, that's so cool. Let me just keep right on going and not think about that because we don't want to actually face and contemplate because that would undo some of our stuff. People feel threatened and don't even know it. So this is one of those quotes. He said, and just because he said it doesn't mean it's true, but I'm going to extrapolate a bit. He said, we can either live our lives in one of two ways. We can either live as if everything is a miracle or as if nothing is. And it's easy to look at that and go, okay, I don't like that. It, and not know you're doing it. So here's, what is he saying? Wait a minute. Either everything is a miracle or nothing is. So people talk in terms of miracles. And they have been for apparently a very long time. I'm going to offer that the word miracles and the use of the word miracles is an indication that someone doesn't have a clue whatsoever of what the word means. Because as Einstein is saying, either all that is, is one endless expanding miracle, or there are no miracles. How, how would there be physical reality that has hard and fast rules, and then occasionally something breaks the rules? That's our perception of a miracle. No. The reason why is that there is no physical reality here. I don't care if you pull out your electron uh, microscope, and I know everybody has one. If you pull out your electron microscope and you go down into a chunk of gold, you go down into a little bag of helium, you go down into a chunk of lead, you pick any element you want, and you go down to the subatomic level, you find there is literally nothing physical there whatsoever. And almost everybody, including a lot of quantum physicists who deal with this on a daily basis, they go, that's fascinating. But they will not allow themselves to relax and admit that if every atom of every element on the planet and in space is non-physical energy blinking in and out of existence, and if everything in the universe is made out of those elements and atoms, then there can't be anything physical here, including our bodies. There can't.
possibly be anything physical. Therefore, everything is in an endless state of infinite possibilities, one ever-expanding unified miracle. And hence, you know, Einstein's a little better at saying it in less words than me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um... Shoot, I just, I, he has another quote that, it, you know, um, reality is an illusion, albeit a persistent one. Yep. Yep. I love it. All right. So why does traditional self-help, law of attraction, manifestation, personal development, why are so many people so frustrated with, they've read the books, they've done the workshops, they've been to the seminars, they've chanted, I want the Ferrari and, and it doesn't show up. And they get frustrated that their life still is exactly the same as when they started. Um, well, this is, this is where a lot of people don't like my answer. Um, I, I, I got to give a little caveat here in a way. So doing what I do, people come to me, Seth, literally, and you know, you know some of them. People come to me after literally spending 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years working on themselves to the tune of tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like every day, this is my life. So I get to see a weird slice of life that people don't get to see. And they come to me after decades and big money and hours invested in change. And they tell me the same thing again and again and again. My deepest issues never got addressed by any of that stuff. I got into your free stuff and I got more out of your free stuff than I ever got out of the $100,000, $500,000 that I spent. What the hell is going on? What planet are you from, Brian? And when I talk about this, a lot of people, you know, man, there's thousands and thousands of law of attraction experts and gurus and all this stuff. And I understand them not wanting me to say what I'm saying. I totally can understand that. The thing is, I'm not knocking another person. I'm not knocking another system. I'm never putting myself above another human being, another system. And if I believe what I'm saying, we're all one infinite, unlimited energy. Nobody could be above or below. And a lot of times they don't quite hear that. What I'm saying is that I'm focused on one thing and one thing only, and that is results. And in all 40 years of doing this, I've never seen a system or a tool or a process that gets the results for people of instant, deep, and lasting profound change that this level five work that comes through me does. All right. So... With that caveat, thank you for bearing with me there for a minute. Um, the, the difference is that those systems of thought and approach nod to the idea of infinite possibilities without actually stepping into it. In other words, oh, wow, miracles are possible let me stay the way I am and start reaching for them without changing me. So there's, there's a thing we're, you know, we're talking largely to an entrepreneurial audience here, right? So Zig Ziglar said a long, long time ago, he said, you can't be one kind of business person and a different kind of person. So what I thought about when I heard that statement was when you put your business hat on in the morning, I don't care what your business is. When you put your business hat on, guess who's under it? <laughs> the, the person with all those damn spells so how how can we possibly dream that when we start to attempt to use some new law of attraction technique or something or some new belief or some new tool how can we possibly believe and not know that i'm still the one using it with everything i think and believe that i know which is reflecting and projecting endlessly around me reflecting the emotions that i haven't dealt with 
So it's not going to work until we let go of the false paradigm and actually step fully into the truth with a capital T, we're going to be fighting an uphill battle. Okay, so how, and some of these are questions coming from our audience. Um, so how do we identify what those limiting beliefs or spells might be? The great news is that you don't actually have to. Um, it, it's really great news. If we had to, we'd be screwed because we'd be seeking to understand our problems with the thinking that's endlessly creating the problems. So let's, let's do real quick another Einstein quote. The significant problems we face cannot be solved with the same thinking we were at, level of thinking we were at, when we created them. So that last few words, when we created them, is his zinger, right? Every time I hear that, that statement, I see a whip going real slow, and at the end, there's this snap. The significant problem we face cannot be solved with the same level of thinking we were at when, oops, we created them, oops, right? So there's the thinking that does it. You, you won't be able to figure out your problems because you don't have any problems. Instead, what I, what I focus people on is what I call the core constraint. And uh, see how fast I can do this. I consider the theory of constraints to be probably the most powerful concept in the world of business, if there is such a thing as business. And it applies to any field under any circumstances. If you have a system that's somewhat working at all, rather than spending more time on practices and policies and procedures and rehearsal and if you will find your biggest bottleneck, there's no point finding the second or third biggest. Find your biggest bottleneck, your biggest constraint, identify it, undo it. Suddenly, all of your throughput goes through the roof to the extent that that bottleneck was hindering you. Then you do it again, right? So rather than looking at your problems and trying to undo them, which is kind of like running out into a landmine field, landmine field. Instead of that, look at what is the core constraint. The core constraint for every human being on this planet, basically 99.99999% of the people on this planet is that you believe that you're a chunk of meat in a giant machine with forces outside of you that can hurt you and harm you. And you have endless evidence above it because you're so about it because you're so powerful that once you took that on and you believed it like everyone else around you, that Newtonian paradigm, you can look up Newtonian clockwork universe and there's the summary. You're a little chunk of meat separate from everything else, all these powers outside of you and you're screwed, you know, life's a mission and then you die. Right? <laughs> but that's not actually true. So if you shift over to what we have now seen beyond the shadow of a doubt is undeniably true. It's, it's basically being accepted by almost all branches of scientists in, in science in slow motion this is a universe of energy where there's nothing physical and everything can change when you change. So be the change you wish to see in the world in motion. Focus on that constraint, not the other stuff. Awesome book, by the way. Okay, so hi, Scott. Hi, Dewey. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Joel. Hi, honey. Um, all right, so how do you, you talk about being the change and it's a universe of energy what if we feel, uh, how do we release the dam in the river of energy so that we're going with the flow as opposed to against it? How do we stop resistance? Beautiful. Okay. The great news is that you can't, what you can do. And, and here's the thing. So this is, this is kind of like, imagine if you had Velcro on your hand and there was Velcro and you were trying to throw the Velcro off of your hand with a hand that's covered with Velcro. You can't. Great news. You can't. What you can do 
is actually become fully present. And this is something Eckhart Tolle is a, is a great teacher of presence. You become present, fully present, and your perception of those things actually ceases and your resistance dissolves. And so to a great extent, what I do is while I'm helping people to wake up and actually solve, I call it dissolving the illusion of problems. That's my favorite quote in all the work that I do. While I'm doing that, I'm helping them to become fully present. I have, you can say techniques. I don't really see it that way, but that's the best word in English. Where I help people to become totally fully present and their so-called problems literally dissolve and the resistance dissolves and they find themselves, wait, you know, Seth, check this out. The first time you interviewed me, right when we got it, got on the beginning, you said, we had, we had only known each other for a few weeks and you had experienced my work. You're like, I got to inter- interview you. And when you got on, you said in the first conversation with me, you experienced a sense of peace that after like decades of yes. inner work, you said you felt a sense of peace you had never felt before. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Your resistance was go- temporarily gone. Now we can always pick it back up if we don't develop. Uh, yep, I have done that. I picked it up yeah. many times. Yep, that was it. That's the that's the answer right there. All right, hi Brian. Hi, hey, our Adam, our cousin from my wife's cousin from Spain, is on. Um, Aloha, Adam. All right, so he says, "Be the change and claps." Amen. Melissa is here. All right, so let's. You know what? We were we're over time. We're going to go for a few more minutes. I hope that's okay. So Adam and his brother Josh and their sister Lila are carrying on their late father, Dr. Harvey Biggleson's work in, Adam, you're gonna have to correct me if I do a good job of describing it. So they read living blood. So not it's stained, it's used iodine, it's they read living blood and can see things in living blood like psychological issues, like health issues, and then proactively treat, prescribe, I I, I shouldn't be using medical terms, but help you with either get, get, preventing stuff from happening or getting rid of stuff. And they're seeing some of what you're saying literally under a microscope. Nice. Beautiful. So, we're, we're, we're waking up. Yes. Adam says hello. Hola back. We'll have to connect to the three of you. Uh, um, before we wrap up, what is the one thing that, I mean, you've talked about like where we, you've had people where health issues dissolve or money issues dissolve, and there's literally a physical transformation. Um, To people who don't believe that's possible, other than putting a stack of testimonials in front of them, what do you say? Because they may say that's great for those people, but it won't work for me. I'm different. Yeah, I say, I say you're absolutely right. And you will be right. As long as you know that. And what I, you know, I joke that the, another title for my book should have been, Seth, it should have been The Power of Not Knowing Anything. Because what, what I'm helping people to do is not know. So I, I, I wasn't being smart ass. I wasn't being flippant. I'm saying if you know that these miracles can't happen, and if you know that that's not possible, if you know that that's not how life works, then you're absolutely right. And you're going to be right. Count on it. So what I offer is curiosity. You know, everybody knows. Everybody knows that if you walk up against the wall and you try to walk through it, you're going to bang your nose if you're face first, right? Um, but there's nothing physical there. So everything you could imagine being so-called mir- miraculous is possible, but it's what we know that prevents it. 
on every topic all the time. And I could literally give you this. No, we, it's so ridiculous. We have to say this. No health claims. No, no <laughs> medical claims. No, you know, it's ridiculous to have to say that. The, the fact of the matter is, I don't make any claims because only thing I claim is that you are an infinite, unlimited being of energy in a state of infinite possibilities, and there is no limit to what's available. I've sat with someone for an hour working with one person, another person sitting with me, and there are 30 years of scoliosis, which cannot be treated or healed or remedied in any way, shape, or form, straightened out. And we all saw it. And the lady messaged me the next day. She's a close friend and client now. Actually comes and stays with me for a few days every year. Um, Erica over in the Netherlands. I've sat with someone that had tumors in their body, refused to get diagnosed, but they knew they had the C word. And I didn't know. I worked with them on a couple issues. They called me the next morning. Dude, the tumors are completely gone. This is this happens constantly with me. And I'm not focused on medical issues. So infinite possibilities. If you're not open to infinite possibilities, my work is probably not for you. And you might want to come back around in a year. You might have, might have to suffer a little bit more. I did. <laughs> you, yes, we were very persistent. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. Thanks to everybody for the awesome questions. Uh, Kate says, read the book and decide whether it can work. Um, Adam says, go, Brian, go. Um, Lee Miltier, thanks so much for joining us. Awesome. Uh, Brian, for our listeners and viewers who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go to get a copy of the book? Because that would be the right starting point. Yeah, if you want the physical book or if you really like Kindle, uh, definitely go to Amazon, Break Your Self-Health Addiction. And if you want the book free in a PDF version that has functional links. So let me let me drop one last thing in here. Um, BreakYourSelfHelpAddiction.com, BreakYourSelfHelpAddiction.com, no spaces or anything. Several videos come with the book. So with the Kindle or the, uh, or the PDF on my website, which is 100% free. You actually, at the end of each chapter, there's a link. Just click the link, and it'll take you to a website where there's several videos. You'll witness me doing spell breaks. And if you go along with a spell break with full attention as if I were working with you, you'll see what happens. Yes, Kate says, during a webinar, Brian's work helped me to release over 20 years of chronic back pain from a previously shattered pelvis. Again, we're not making any health claims. That's Kate. Um, and Dewey, of course, is open to infinite possibilities. All right. BreakYourselfHelpAddiction.com. Brian Ridgway, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Thanks. Enjoy it. Thank you, everybody. Aloha. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.